Have you had your soup today? And the cold, crisp taste of Coke is so satisfying, it keeps me from eating something else that might really add those pounds. Hello. Hi. Welcome to Sheila Legends. <laughs> um, this is Joy. Starting the episode. Which is weird. Super weird. And I haven't said the thing. I'm not going to say the thing because okay. it's your thing. That's my thing. Okay. That's not my intro. Okay. Welcome to Joy's intro. And somehow it just evolved. Dang it. I wish I would have come up with like a haiku or something. A haiku to read. intro. Next time. Next time. Next time. In like five years when I do the intro again, <laughs> just wait for that haiku because... It's going to be fire. I mean, it's going to be five years worth of good. Good work on a haiku. <laughs> How many start, syllables is a I'm haiku? I'm start thinking about it right now. Well... 14 plus five. I don't know. All the lines are the right. difference. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. So this is it. Welcome. It's so simple. Pull up a chair. We're already sitting in chairs, like comfy ones. Big red chairs. A second ago, I was sitting in a folding chair, and now I'm sitting in an armchair. And I can tell you what. It's better. Which, Go for the armchair. The armchair is better, for sure. Um, I'm here today with my beautiful... Oh, wait. What? <laughs> I'm so bad at doing the intro because no, I not. never do it. No, you're not. We're here today to put the her in switcheroo. <laughs> That is the best her we've done in a while. I know. It's because the word her is actually in it. And also because I'm normally in charge of that. So <laughs> we no just wonder. I just took a little her. look and yeah. switcheroo popped out at me. I was going to go with sheep belly. So <laughs> what did you decide? Wait, this, this whole time I thought you were saying sheep berry. Oh, was it sheep berry? <laughs> it was sheep berry. That is a word. What is sheep berry? I don't know. It won't let me click on it. So we'll just never know. <laughs> But it is in the that's free, it. It you is can... in the free dictionary. Oh, okay. So it's great, obviously, <laughs> and it's very real. It's legitimate, it's just as legitimate word. as all the other hers and she's we've been doing. Yeah, sheepberry coming <laughs> at you next week. <laughs> just get ready. I'll find out what sheepberry sheepberries are, and oh, what if it's I'll incorporate totally that into the haiku. Okay, unless it's something totally horrible. Don't email me. <laughs> Sorry if sheepberries are bad. <laughs> We don't know what they are. And it's, it's weird. In the dictionary. It's weird. Um, but I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Summer. And I'm just going to keep it simple today. Okay. I feel this is really true. And so I want to say it. Okay. Summer. Joy. You're so smart. <laughs> oh, yeah? I know. Both of us are bad at taking legitimate... The worst, um, the worst, really. Compliments, which yeah. is why we create these like grandiose, insane <laughs> compliments. Because that's somehow Cause easier. Because it's like a d- humor deflection. Yeah. Oh, which, yes. You know. Um, yes. But you are. You're very smart. Thank you so much. So, yeah. I'm going to just, I'm going to receive that. Yeah. Thank you. I'm going to hear what you're I'm saying. Hear what you're saying. Mm-hmm. You're right. I am summer. <laughs> I was really hoping you were going to say, you're right. I am smart. <laughs> no, no, no. no. <laughs> 
You're like, I'm just going to take that in for a second. You know what? You're right. I am so no, smart. you're right. My name is Summer. <laughs> and I'm here with my beautiful co-host, Joy. And Joy, I just want you to know that you are legitimately funny. Good. <laughs> That's all we can do. You're right. I am legitimately funny. <laughs> Nailed it. Your Twitter... Um, just wow i'm really going for it you're really going yeah joy is finally on twitter and it took some um took some coaxing yeah i'm I'm not trying to i won't take any credit (laughs) you can but i really wanted you to get on twitter and you've done such a great job well so i think i realized that twitter is the perfect medium for me yes if you have no attention span for social media Uh you don't need it you don't um, and it's a place for you to just share your random, random thoughts, which yes. is what my life is made up of. Yes. Um, and I do things that I never thought I would do, like plan tweets. It's so great. Or I'll be like, but that's, that's what, a tweet right there. That's how you add to Twitter is that most people don't plan their tweets. It's just a place to like have a, like a mental just vent. Right. And um, you actually plan yours and they're they're actually funny Good. and enjoyable and it, it it's really a throwback to the golden age of Twitter when Twitter was for just saying funny random things right and now it's like where like nuclear deals happen which just yeah that escalated so quickly yeah and um, you're really I hope that you can really bring that golden age back I hope you get all the retweets and all the likes and we can all remember this is how simple Twitter can be right and it's fine Good. So anyway, I like it. Yeah. It's like the first social media I really, really I enjoy Facebook because I can look at pictures. Yeah. Of cute kids cute and, and cute animals. animals and all that. <laughs> yeah. But Twitter, I think mm-hmm. it was it was like we were friends all this time, but I just didn't realize <laughs> didn't how how good of friends we were going to be. Right. I'm so happy. <laughs> I already turned my notifications on. <laughs> oh, nice. Sweet. Nice. So if you could Everyone else do that, too. Oh. <laughs> Gosh, (laughs) don't do that. (laughs) Yeah. No, you don't have to do that at all. (laughs) Anyway, so um, today's super exciting because we get to talk to one of my favorite authors, Mm -hmm. but we're not going to talk to her about her books. Right. We're going to talk to her about something even more cool. And this is, you guys don't skip this episode because it's so encouraging and she is so excited. It's contagious. Her excitement is contagious yes. about this very simple, life-changing thing that I think far too many of us think is quaint or not as useful as it is, or we just have this really weird idea about it, and um, she is totally going to fix all of that for us. So, Rachel, thank you so much for joining us. I feel like you're... Yeah. Um, you're the last one like that we haven't had. Like we've had well, wait, no, we still haven't had Nate. Never mind. Joy oh, yeah. Joy, yeah, like Joy's had the last Nate. of who? Right. Well, our Moscow people. So we've got we've had Becca. You're the last one on the whole planet. I'm, the I'm like the youngest and I'm the last of the Moscow people. That's right. <laughs> no, we still have to have Nate on, but Joy has already been on a podcast with Nate, so I feel like that counts. Right. And then um Okay. Becca's been here twice. And we've had we've mm-hmm. had your dad once, so it was just it was just time, obviously. Yeah. Well, I'm glad to be here. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
So I first discovered you when I read Loving the Little Years when I had a I had a three month old, um, my first my first baby, and that book just helped me so so much. I recommend it to people all the time. Um, Fit to Burst was also life changing. It's like a great little encouraging kick in the pants. And so thank you for that. <laughs> yeah. But that's not what we wanted to talk to you about today. Um, you have started. So actually, Joy got me thinking about this a couple episodes ago, and I don't even know if I've told her this. But I don't know if you have. I haven't. Um, Joy was talking about the power of scripture memorization and how mm-hmm. that discipline is something that is so easy to neglect and um just how you know sometimes we'll be like oh you know somewhere in the bible it says xyz but we couldn't tell you the reference right (laughs) and and you only have a vague feeling about it right Right. really like like actually quote it right a paraphrase of some kind right like Mm -hmm. all of a sudden we're all speaking in the nlt for some reason yeah (laughs) right (laughs) yep yeah but um you started this thing. I think you started this thing. You can correct me if I'm wrong. I know you've been a big engine behind it, though. Um, this I saw whispers of this Bible reading challenge that you ladies up there in Idaho were doing, and now it has just spread. So tell us a little bit about that. Yeah. Um, well, let's see. How it started was really our church, Christ Church in Moscow, uh, uh, Ladies Fellowship. No, sorry, interrupted by a child already. Um, <laughs> I Christ Church Ladies Fellowship here in Moscow. So it was the it was we were just having a normal committee meeting where we were trying to decide what to do for the fall for the women in our church community here. Um, so typically the Ladies Fellowship does stuff. You know, there's like a Christmas thing and Easter, and uh, we had been doing Bible studies and a monthly get together. So we were talking about the next year of what do we need and I love I think this is so funny because it was so clearly God moving in that moment but it was also so funny that it seemed like such an idea like I don't the whole thing is hilarious to me we're talking you know and of course you're thinking what do people need because you're like you know if we're planning Bible studies or book studies or you know what are we hoping to get people studying or thinking about and um you know, in a way, it's just a, here's a group of ladies sitting around trying to decide what we need. And then it just, it was like it just happened. There were a lot of threads um, in my thought life all coming together. But it was like, what if we just read the Bible instead of thinking of how we can, like, um, you know, topically address the things that people need to hear or work on or um, to be fed? And there were a lot of, because that's a women's ministry issue. Um, and I have, as you mentioned already, written a couple books for moms. And so I have also uh, spoken to women in a lot of different times. And I used to blog uh, more for women. So I have been in the position of women's ministry, even though it is not, wasn't really that intentional or, you know, it just is a position I was in. So I've spoken at women's ministry events, you know, et cetera. Now, you guys do a lot of this, too, so I assume some of this will be familiar to you. There were things that just made me uncomfortable. Uh-huh. Like, one of them would be the moment where you feel like people are wanting too much from you. Like, yes. you're like, yeah. why are you waiting for me to encourage you? 
like, how did I get into a position where, um, you know, and my husband, I've been really, this has been something that I'm thankful I never really fell into, but I could see it as a kind of an invitation of something you could fall into, which is like, I have to write an encouraging article for mothers today because right. there's too many mothers waiting to be encouraged. You know, and you think like, how could that not be a like something that would please God? Of course I should encourage mothers. Um, but on the other hand, so this is all like gets really big picture when I said it was a bunch of different mental threads for me that kind of all came together. Yeah. Um, we used, we used in our initial invitation video, uh, the imagery of you're invited to come sit and eat with us, you know, like that that's what we're doing. One of the things I had experienced, not locally, but, uh, in women's ministry in general was getting put in that position where people are like, man, you're eating, you seem to be really nourished. What crumbs can we gather from around you? Right. You know, like, let us, let us get your feet and pick through whatever fell off of your plate, you know? And yeah. I think that what I mentioned earlier, that, that feeling like you need to go provide encouragement to those women is the temptation to say, wow, look at all these women who are gathered around me here. I should become a much messier eater. You know, like right. I had better start to really show them everything about my life and the inner workings that, you know, like, oh, I need to just, they just need so much, you know, and you have women saying things like, just give me one little thing that I could hold on to that will get me through this. And you think, why on earth are you asking me for that? Right. You know, like, how, like, what? And so uh, our decision, we're very committed to, I think we have a church that already had a very high uh, rate of Bible reading in it, you know, like that was a, that was a common thing. Um, but we still just thought, you know what, what we need to do is use our time to encourage women, uh, not to be hungry eaters under the table, but to come sit at the table at the place that your father set for you. You know, like there is a place at this table for you. If you are a Christian, like you don't need to be down here, you know, like, yeah. What is happening? Right. That there are so many Christian women who would say they are needy. Yeah. Like, oh, I'm just right. so needy and I just need someone to come uh, minister to me. And so one of the things that, that we loved in connection with this was that there's the under, like unstated is, but I think really powerful all the same, uh, is the expectation that Christian women can be encouraged, spiritually fed, strengthened, uh, that they can be doing really well spiritually while they carry on their regular duties in their regular life. Like someone doesn't have to take your kids, you know, like and provide you a day at the spa for you to be spiritually nourished. Right. You know, right. like you don't need someone. Uh, and I, I know I mentioned when we talked earlier, emailed uh, the, the Reformation and I have, um, just seen it over and over that it's like instead of women coming straight to the Word of God, we're wanting to put bloggers, friends, pastors, anyone between us and the Word of God. Like instead of, in, like, why don't you tell me what you got out of it? You know what I mean? Like right. you read it and then distill it for me and tell me. And that now what makes it complicated is that uh, it's not a bad thing. You know what I mean? Like that, that it's not a bad thing to have a friend tell you what they learned right. reading their Bible. That's a good thing. Right. But if you're not reading your Bible, 
and you're just trying to live on the fumes of other people doing it, right. then you are not experiencing what every Christian ought to be experiencing. Right. Like, you're just, you're not living uh, in a real fundamental way. You are not living the Christian life the way you should be. Right. So basically, those, I mean, that's a lot of different threads all at one time, but I think <laughs> that uh, the things that uh, we found, and so as we started the challenge, what we wanted to do is say like, okay, so what are the things uh, that are actually keeping women from reading their Bibles? You know, like, what are the obstacles that we're really dealing with now? Um, and and overwhelmingly, it's, it has been like guilt, like people get started, and then they like mess up their plan, and then they feel guilty, and then they're like, I'm a loser who doesn't read their Bible, you know, and then they <laughs> right. just kind of fizzle, like they have like a guilt episode, and then I, it, it's like I'll wait for the new year and try again, right. kind yeah. of, or something. I don't know. It's like a really um, guilt was common, thinking you don't have time uh, was common. So one of the things that we had people do as, as kind of a warm-up discussion was just time yourself reading the book of Ephesians. Uh, it's six chapters, which was uh, through the Bible plan. It's six chapters a day. Um, and just and so we had like a Facebook thread going of just time yourself and, and comment back, you know. And, and on average, it seemed like I don't have a, a real official average, but very common for women to say 15 minutes or, you know, 15 to 20 minutes. And you think, so why are we limiting ourselves to like, you know, a few verses or a chapter, you know, when this is a very doable thing. Right. Um, So we wanted to work through, like, what are your own mental blocks that are keeping you um, from doing this? And we realized that that's actually something that women are really good at helping each other overcome that kind of thing. Very good at trying to encourage one another, you know, like, uh, because we were, because of the thing about feeling guilty, one of the key things in the plan is we just say you just jump back in like if you get behind join us on today's reading and um, so one of the themes throughout the whole year has been kind of like any day that you're reading your bible you're not behind like okay. right <laughs> you, yeah. if, you, if you were reading your bible today that's what you should be doing like you're this is you know just keep coming back you know keep doing it and if you didn't do it perfectly well, maybe next year through, you'll miss less. Right. You know, right. and then maybe the next year you'll miss less, you know, until you can say authoritatively, yes, <laughs> I have read my whole Bible several times. <laughs> right. You know, like, and, and I will be doing that for the rest of my life. Right. Like, uh, so that is our, our goal really is to help women overcome whatever little obstacles are in the way, keeping them from becoming real women of the word. Right. You know, like how like and much of it was even just bringing it up as a topic for discussion. Like what keeps you, you know, what are the things that distract you or um, keep you from reading your Bible? So we have done we tried a lot of different things. Um, We've had great success with some of them kind of unexpected. Like we bought um, paperback Bibles that are like big, thick, like, you know a cheap Bible, which we handed out to people. And lots of them, my kids, we all covered ours in duct tape. Um, but we used them sort of like it was a, 
I don't want to say disposable, but like a consumable Bible. Right. <laughs> like, right. like uh, take it with you, shove it in your purse, have it in the car, like write all over it, you know, circle something and say, what? Like, what is this? And instead of the kind of reverence that we often treat our Bible like, right. I'm so reverent of this that I won't even read it. Right. Like, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Right. I'm keeping it there on the shelf where I won't accidentally bend a page. Right. Yeah. Right. I'm going to keep it, you know, and so <laughs> that was like a funny idea that we were like, let's let's see how this works. But that was something that a lot of women loved was just writing the whole way through it, you know, like circling the chapter you read, doing the whole thing. So basically that's the, that I guess I would say is the summary and um, just looking for ways to encourage each other to actually be in the word consistently. What are some of the things you think? What are the ramifications of when something like this happens? So it's it's interesting that you mentioned the Reformation because a lot of times, especially as, you know, Protestants, we'll think of the Catholic Church kind of stood in the way of the lay people having access to the Word of God. Well, now here we are right. and we have the most access to the Word of God in our nation imaginable. Yeah. And yet we're still not people that are, I, I mean, I don't want to characterize everybody, but, you know, I do think a lot of people have kind of a, an idea of like a Bible reading plan is something you do for the month of January and then you fail and then you start again. Next January, <laughs> right. And that's what my, yeah. that's what my Bible totally. reading plan is. But so you've, yeah. you guys just finished up going through it. What would you say some mm-hmm. of the fruit you've seen come from it is that's been the most encouraging to you? Um, I would say, man, there's been really so much fruit, um, that we have laughed. It's just so clear that God is in his word because it's not like it was our planning or, uh, our ideas, you know, (laughs) that made that happen. Uh, it was his word, you know, like you think that the reality is, so I would say some of the sweetest things is, um, people who, you know, someone who told me all teary been a Christian for forever, has read the New Testament a bunch of times, but it was always hanging over her that she had never read the whole Bible, you know, like, and that now she can say, I have done it, you know, like, I not only have I done it, but I will keep doing it forever, you know, like, this is, this is a new, so lots of people have been in the kind of the life-changing category of, like, I understand the role of God's Word in my life, you know, like, this has changed me substantially because of that. Um, I think, you know, you know how fast time is going, right? You know, yeah. you know how you're always like, holy cow, it's been three years or, yeah. you know, um, what, you're like, how oh, did yeah. that happen? So one thing we've been saying is, you know, it's like the time is passing that fast either way. And I think, yeah, in another three years, it's going to go by, you know, in a blink of the eye. I want to have read the New Testament six more times than the Old Testament three. You know what I mean? Like, when I get to the end of that time, I want to say, yeah, there has been a lot of scripture in my life. Yeah. (laughs) That has been part of my life, and that has been shaping, you know, what you're doing. So I mentioned earlier the thing about um, how we get into these weird little problems that we don't identify as problems, um, because it's like in the Reformation, it was the people thought you had to go to the priest you know, you had to go to the church for them to tell you what God said, you know, to give you a little morsel to get you through. Um, and we've set up this weird 
informal system of your spiritual leaders who write your devotional or who you follow on Instagram or who, you know, like yeah. that that's where you go for your little pick-me-up yeah. kind of a thing. Um, but there's nothing sinful about that person who's trying to encourage others in the Lord. You know what I mean? Like that person who's in the in that position of trying to teach Scripture, but it is less than. You know what I mean? Like it is a sad place to get stuck as like a like as this is our format for women's ministry, if that makes sense. Right. So I think like, you know, have you I hope you've experienced some time where you were having a trouble and a Christian friend or your husband or someone counseled you with God's word and it encouraged you. You know, like you yeah. you you know, they, they said something that encouraged you. And that's great. But it is a completely different thing from you picking up your Bible out of faithful obedience. You know, like yeah. Like, I'm having a hard day, but I am going to read the Word of God. And having God meet you there in a convicting way, in a, you know, like, where you are directly, um, you know, it is, a, it is a different thing. You know what I mean? Like, it's different from someone basically racking their brain for a verse about joy and giving it to you, not right. joy the person. Yeah. Right? <laughs> well, well and we, just, we just did an episode on, on, like, how to learn, and we did talk about that. We talked about how some information is very consumable and small, mm-hmm. and then some of it's mm-hmm. very big. And so there are benefits, mm-hmm. and they're both information that's just as valuable, but one of them will, ha- will mm-hmm. take more discipline to yeah. get through. Yeah. Yeah, and, and I actually just think that it is, um, it's different in a way that is, it is really foundational. You know, like it's, um, we've had women who, because they're reading their Bible for the first time, have theological questions. Right. Like where they're like, well, what about this? Well, when they have a question because they were in the word, answering that question is really fruitful and wonderful. Right. You know, like where they're like, well, well tell me what this means. <laughs> You know, like, let's talk theology because of what I read in the Word. I want to know what this means. Instead of us introing with, like, let us tell you about our theological distinctives, yeah. when you're talking to someone who is not feeding on the Word. Well, you know, I, like, it's go ahead. weird. Yeah. It's like, we're missing something foundational here, where if you're regularly eating the Word of God, um, you know, you have a different, you, you're answering questions with theology, you're not using theology instead of the word of God. Right. Well, and I was, cause I was, that kind of leads to what I was going to ask you about. So I think when people think of like a Bible reading plan, they think of sort of exactly what we just described. Like it's consumption mm-hmm. of the scripture, but a lot of times, like I, th- I think that some people, they feel like they're failing at reading every day. So they just sort of get ahead of the failure and that way they don't have to feel like a failure. But then I think <laughs> mm-hmm. when, when you start a Bible reading plan, they start you out in Genesis and there comes this point where you're like, I don't know what any of this means. So literally all I'm doing is, is just consuming this and it has no effect on my life. But what you're talking about right. is a Bible reading plan that runs concurrently with this thread of people that are talking about what they're reading. And I think that's what right. makes it different. Right. They can, well, it does make it different, but it also, so I guess there's a couple layers. One is that the plan is not straight through the Bible. We skipped all around, um, which obviously we did read the whole Bible, but we paired things like Leviticus and Hebrews. Right. So 
when you're reading all of Leviticus, it's amazing to read the New Testament that basically interprets those things for you. You know, like, where, where because so much of the New Testament uh, is teaching the Old Testament. Yes. You know, but if you're never reading the Old Testament, you're missing something in the New Testament. Right. You know, like, yeah, it's a, it is, it also goes together. So yeah. uh, we tried to pair things like the Psalms um, with the historic accounts of those times in David's life. So that when you're reading this, you read that Psalm that, you know, that he would have written it around that time. And um, those things, those are great. And the, and the discussion is good, but I need to emphasize that on, in the Facebook group, we're not emphasizing theological discussion. So it is an amazing amount of unity from people who are in wildly different theological places. But we're not fighting about theology right. um, because we're trusting that God's Word will do that work. Right? Like, like it's like what we are fighting to encourage one another to do is to keep coming back to the Word. Right. Like, keep reading. Like, so, because that's the point. So, we're not dodging the questions or not getting into it, but we're not getting out into the theological bushes either, you know, yeah. arguing over things. Um, we're just trying to encourage one another to keep, you know, keep on, keep reading, like keep right. coming back to it. And I think so this first time through, uh, we had women all over the world doing it with us. Um, we had a Spanish group going, um, this first time through because so Becky Pliego is a, a woman who is a member of our church and lives in Mexico City. Uh, she did the webinars from there. They come here often. They have kids who live here, so um, they're here often and they're often. Um, so she also, they, we also hosted a, one in Spanish. And then because of women who were in the group and wanted to host it in their country um, also, we're starting this summer plan is also launching in French and Dutch. So, um, and Portuguese, I think that's coming out. So we're just translate the plan. I love women all over the world, literally being on the same page of the Bible. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah, we're literally on cool. the same page if we're not figuratively all on the same page. Right. <laughs> but, right. <laughs> like there's a lot of things in our lives that are not on the same page, but this, you know, but we are all really tied together, um, by the word of God. And I, and I love that, you know, like it's the best way to be. Um, strengthening each other it's the best way that and uh, I did mention to you I think before about something that bothered me that I said it's funny when you say something that then I remember saying it and actually thinking to myself like oh man like <laughs> when I said it in a talk <laughs> yep uh, this is at the great agenda in that uh, was celebrating 500 years since the Reformation and we've been talking about all these you know powerhouse women of the Reformation and I made an offhand comment that was unplanned. I think that's why it that it was not in my notes. That <laughs> was like um, we've been there. Yeah, I yeah, yeah, but it's hilarious when you actually like it. It was yeah. Anyways, I said something about these women really were amazing, but but they were just faithful women. Do you know what I mean? Like they right. were just like they accomplished amazing things but they were just normal, faithful women. Mm -hmm. And I made that comment that I would hope that if they could see what we accomplish in our lives, that they would have the same amount of like, I don't know how they did that. Right. You know what I mean? And then you look around your life like, Ooh, (laughs) there's nothing here that Katie Luther would be impressed with. (laughs) Like we're going to have, 
And um, <laughs> but that had just kind of stuck with me as something that I, was kind of a puzzle because I feel like um, you know so much happened during the Reformation that was the result of God's people reading His Word, like it was the result of them having access to his word and reading it for the first time. And like all of civilization is different because of that, you know, like because of that moment when those people like read God's word. Well, we have this problem, which is like everyone has a Bible. It's everywhere. You know, like you could read it at any time. And I think because of that, we have been fooled into believing that we know what it looks like when we have the Bible. But right. we still don't know what it looks like when most Christians are reading the Bible. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, we still don't know. And I, oh, I actually meant to, you said something earlier about when you start reading something um, in the, and you're like, I don't know how this pertains to my life. I feel nothing. Right. You know, that you're yeah. like, here I am in numbers wondering what I'm doing this right. for. Right. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, my day is still not going well. Like, <laughs> Here I am. Yeah, Those genealogies, so man. Um, <laughs> <laughs> They're not helping yeah. me feel more patient right it's now. Like, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, and which is why you end up with people just like Googling, you know, right. verses on you're important or yes. something, you know, yes. like whatever. Um, <laughs> but one of the things that, that really struck me this time through was that uh, I have grown up in a church that really embraces God's word and all of God's word as being... Um, you know, that all of Scripture is given to us for these reasons, so that we, even the parts that you don't understand, you know, my dad would always say, uh, it's like fiber sometimes, you know what I mean? Like, sometimes it's like, we don't know why this is good for us, but we know because God gave it to us that it is. Right. Yeah. You know, like, so we're going to read it and just trust him and, you know, obey. Right. It doesn't mean we're going to stay there every day, all day in our lives. Right. Because we know he gave us all of scripture, you know, not just that part. But one thing that really struck me this time uh, was Second Timothy 3. It says, all scripture is given by inspiration of God and is profitable for doctrine, for reproof, for correction, for instruction in righteousness, that the man of God, and this is the part I love, may be complete, thoroughly equipped for every good work. And you think, if God's word will accomplish what it is sent out to do. And what it was sent out to do is thoroughly equip the men of God for every good work. I think we should prioritize this. <laughs> like, right. Absolutely. Far from all of us being needy and uh, looking for encouragement and straggling around, we we would be thoroughly equipped. You know, like not a little bit equipped, not like enough to get you through uh but thoroughly equipped for every good work. Like, right. Um, and one of the things that I can get, I told you, I warned you in advance, I can be altogether <laughs> too passionate about this. No, it's, and, so, it's so and great. It's like all of life encompassing. So I feel like I can get way too excited and be like, you know, far ah, we got it. so excited. Um, I'll try to tone it down. No, but don't, don't, when don't tone this it down. first year through, we had, uh, I think around 1,400 women in the Facebook group. I think there were about 1,200 women on the weekly emails. And I don't, I'm not sure how many in the Spanish group. It was a couple hundred in the Spanish group. Um, and I'm not sure how many in the emails. So the weekly email is encouragement. And then there were more people who were not following us on social media at all, but were doing the plan. You know, like right. who were doing the paper plan, whatever. Right. So 
and there you can it's kind of a choose your own adventure we have an instagram account there's a facebook group there's um you know there's all these different places so we don't know that everyone's in all of them so we don't really know the number right how many people are doing it um which is fine we don't need to know the number but i just say you know out of all of those women if you say that this first time through maybe a thousand women had their bible reading lives thoroughly changed hopefully for the rest of their life you know like because it is a lot of coming into an understanding of how you can maintain this in your life you know like it is like okay i can do this i'm not done you know keeping on now so you say a thousand women and then you think how many people will that affect like how many people's lives do a thousand women saturated in the word of god touch you know how many neighbors how many friends in need how many people and and the wonderful thing is when they encounter need, what will they go to but the Word of God? Right. You know, like, how will they encourage people with the Word of God? You know, right. like, they're not going to be like, let me, you know, I, many years ago, I saw a Facebook thread where a Christian, a non-Christian woman said, uh, how can I deal with stress and anxiety, like fear, stress, and anxiety? And in the thread were like 20-something Christian women with recommendations for teas, oils, magnesium, oh, supplements. no. Uh, can you think of, I mean, whatever else, you know, like. Did you Google verses everything. about anxiety? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, pretty much. No, but, but nobody, nobody saw that as an opportunity, you know, from someone who is lost. Right. Like, everyone's like, oh, I have a testimony to a magnesium bush. And it's like. Why is that the first thing that comes to your mind? Right. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. if you were being saturated in the Word of God, that would not have been the first thing that appeared on your mental radar of an answer. You know what I mean? Like, right. you would not have thought, oh, you know, wasn't wasn't this connected to that soothing nighttime tea I have? You know, <laughs> whatever. It's funny, but it, it is an example of the difference it makes. Well, like, what if, if you're totally saturated in the Word of God and something like that comes up, what's going to be the first thing on your mind? Like, what's on your mind all the time is, like, the Word of God. You know, like, that's, that's what I'm defined by. Um, and so that is, of course, what we are wanting is, and, and it's been a, a side thing because we encourage people to really get it done. You know, like, like, don't worry about it if you didn't, if you're not getting everything out of it, you know, like if you're just cruising through it, that's fine. Listen on audio. You know, there've been a few times when I've gotten behind where I just listen on audio while I'm doing the dishes and doing all the stuff, you know, and I listen to it on audio at like 1.25 speed. Right. You know, like let's get, let's hustle, let's get through this. But <laughs> in some ways that side of it where you're like, Oh, I'm in the car for a minute. I'll listen to another chapter. It, it peppers your, it shapes your whole day. Because you keep trying to go back to the Word of God. Like, right. you keep being like, oh, I have a second I want to read. Like, oh, I have a second I need to, you know, like, I should listen or I should do this. And um, and I've loved that. And also, before, this is a unique thing to the challenge, too, with the whole group doing it. I was, the way I was reading my Bible before this challenge started was uh, the Grant Horner plan, which I yes. love. Yes. I, it's a great one. It is. Um, but it's. I think, yeah, so you're familiar with that one. So it's 10 chapters a day. It's very, it's intense. (laughs) It's intense. It is intense, but this is how I think it's less intense. With more chapters a day, 
But if you missed like three days and went back to it, you aren't behind. Right. You're just right back. With this one, you notice that you're 18 chapters behind. <laughs> and, and, it, and you don't, you don't have to catch up. It's not like you have to. I'm not trying to say that in a bad way. I'm saying it makes you aware of how much time you're wasting. Like, right. it makes you think, like, those days pass without me taking the time to read those 18 chapters. You know, like, like instead of it just being there waiting for you, it's just a, it's just a reminder that's like, I'm wasting daylight. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. oh, man. So we don't mean it to be in a scary way for people. We want people to just jump back in, get it done. However, don't worry about it. You got behind. But at the same time, it does give you a different perspective of what you're not doing. You know, like, oh, right. I fell off the map for a week. Well, I did miss a lot. Right. You know, like, I should have been here for that. Right. Um, anyways, basically, I think it shapes, it, it is so fundamental to the Christian faith that we have the Word of God. And many people who believe they are, you know, who are very sincere Christians, it's like, it's just like part of our faith that we are not as diligent as we should be at practicing. You know, it right. is, it is, um, it's just kind of become something that everyone has been thwarted by in, in different ways, you know, throughout their life. You right. have like, I was doing so good that one summer and then it all fell off and, um, you know, all of that. And that's why we just really strongly want to encourage people like the goal of the challenge is not just so you can say, I read my whole Bible, even though that's great. You know, yeah. like, that's, that's good. But the goal is to train and help you become someone who will always be reading their Bible. Right. right. Like, that. what we want is not so you can say, great, did that, you know, done now, but so that you'll be someone who is always coming back to it, always turning back, um, and always thinking that this is an important part of your life. Right. You said something to me that I wanted to ask you more about because you used a verb in relation to this whole challenge that I really liked, but I wanted I wanted to hear more of where you're coming from. Um, <laughs> I, can't, I have no idea what you're talking about. It's, so. it's great. Like, I love it. But you said that you want to encourage women to essentially weaponize their regular lives oh. for the kingdom. Yeah. Tell yeah. me, tell me more about your your verb usage there, because I really liked no, it. <laughs> okay, so we have. I mean, I guess it's it's a way that we would maybe talk, and um, before, but just just I mean about many about women in general. What we want, like, you know, that the role of women is not something that is not part of the fight. It's just a uniquely feminine way to fight, like, and um, which is why I have no problem using weaponized around women's work. You know, like, I don't mean by that, let's go be like the men, but right. um, rather let's see the power in what women can do. So what I, what I mentioned about the, not just see it. Okay. Yeah. I told you it, everything's too big of a topic for me. Right <laughs> no, now. just do it. Like just trying, do it. To, <laughs> trying to hone in here on what I'm trying to say. Um, so we want, what we're, what I'm, what I'm thinking is, Basically, women, we believe God uses our faithfulness. You know what I mean? Like, we believe that, yes, what you're doing with your children, you know, at home, that no one sees and changing the diapers and doing this, like, like women's fear sorts of things, we believe uh, God uses that. 
but we often think of it as being like this weird kind of like um, it just vanishes up into heaven somehow, and maybe God will use it some way totally unrelated to what I'm doing. Right. You're, you know, like, I'll never see the fruit. You yeah. know, like, I'll never do whatever. And so, so the goal of this, and I think women do this all the time, we do all kinds of natural encouragement, you know, like where you, um, where you try to cheer up a friend, where you say good job about them, you know, like natural encouragement, trying to connect with other people, you know, how much of social media is women connecting with other people, you know, like yeah. just being friendly and wanting that connection. Those are things that we naturally do. And we hardly ever think of how could I strategically use this work for the kingdom? Right. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, how could I, and, and the wonderful thing uh, that I have seen in the Bible reading challenges, but we basically are asking women to do is concentrate your efforts with us on one goal, which is to get women to read the word of God. Do you know what I mean? Like as you go about your daily connecting with people, you're daily encouraging others, you're, you know, run into a friend's small talk. But how can we all be using that, asking God to bless it, you know, asking him, uh, to change the world through these little efforts, it's it's not like we're we're not asking women to change their lives or what they're even normally doing. Right. You know, I mean, it's just like, could you do this to a common end? Right. You know, like, yeah. let's all work on this. And that's what I mean by weaponized is because women often, we act like, oh, I'll just be nice to people and God will use that somehow. You know, and, and I believe he does. I'm just saying we act like, unique women's work things cannot be done strategically for the gospel. Yeah. Because we think of it as being kind of, you know, like we're off separated. You know what I mean? Like we're all off doing our own um, little thing. So, so basically that's what I would say by just weaponizing the normal work of people's lives. And, and one of the ways that I see this, that just really, I love it every single time is when there's a cluster of people added to the Facebook group, like it'll be like three ladies uh, were added to the group one day by someone. And you look at that and you know, you know, when you go in to approve them, you know, those ladies just had coffee. Yeah. Like you're like, you're like, Oh, they just had a lunch or something. Right. Where someone said, I've been doing this thing. You know, like, let me tell you about what I've been doing. Right. You know, like, and, and it, and, but it's instead of, well, let me tell you about my new magnesium lotion. It's let me tell you about the word of God in my life. Right. Like, and to me, I'm just like, yes, like all the praise hands. Right. You know, <laughs> all of the praise hands you can think of. Because in the long run, this is actually the kind of thing that changes culture. Like this changes the world. Right. You know, it's not, and, and to me that it's like to think of the kind of effect that, you know, I told you maybe a thousand women this year. Well, well, let's just be conservative and say by the time I die, maybe 7,000 women will be really into it. And that's very conservative because we know that it's not us accomplishing the work. It's the spirit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's, it's God in his word. But you think like, but still what a mark to leave. Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, like it's not, and it's not, for me, it's a wild difference from saying, I encouraged this many women once. Right. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I did that once. It's like, no, like getting that many women to come 
sit at the table and eat the food that their father prepared for them and act like they are guests at the table and not the dogs underneath it. Yeah. You know, like there is a place for you. <laughs> like, and that's what we're really wanting to, um, we just want to see how many ways can God use us trying um, to persuade women to do it. You know, right. like, because we don't have to try to persuade them to keep at it because, because God really is in it. You know what I mean? Like, but it's just that part of trying to get people over the hump into committing themselves that they are going to try to do, you know what I mean? Like that they are willing to, to put in long-term effort. Like when I said, you may be really spotty your first time through, you know, and it's like, but don't worry, I'm coming back next year. Right. You know, like I'll be back. Like I'll be back the next year and I'll be back the next year, you know, and, and this is just a way of life. Right. Right. Okay. Well tell people where they can find all this good stuff so people can join. Mm. Well, yes, you can find all the good stuff. So, um, let's see. I feel like I should double check the website. Um, <laughs> just, it just seems like a time that I'd be bound to do something wrong. Right. Um, right. If you go to the website is, uh, Christkirk.com slash the backslash, uh, Bible challenge. And there we have this time. Let's see. I'm going to try to pull it up. The website right now is being shuffled like we are trying to um, shuffle around and get the get the um, summer challenge stuff up and adding the Dutch. And um, there's a bunch of men's ones, too, now. So we do have the men's programs available and the men's ones in Dutch and Spanish and French. All that of is them. So crazy. Um, I know. That's crazy. And actually, this this year, uh, we are also having. Let's see. I'm trying to pull up. We are also the men's one is doing a podcast series that I think is mostly going to be um, various elders in our church. I'm not sure all of the topics, but through the summer, it's basically a Bible appreciation podcast, like the Christian legacy of literacy. Uh, we have a. Uh, one of the elders in our church just finished the, he's been a lifelong missionary in the Ivory Coast, just finished the Bakwe uh, New Testament, where they had to develop the alphabet first, like develop a way to read Bakwe and then translate the Bible into it. Um, and they just finished that, so one of them is going to be with him, um, talking about modern translation and um, kind of our heritage, the different reformers, people who gave their lives that you could have a Bible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Like just the appreciation of what we have been given. Um, right. You know, so basically if you go, let's see, Christkirk.com slash Bible challenge. And then there should be links there. It might be a little chaotic right now, but you can find links to the Facebook group is called uh, Bible challenge by Christchurch lady fellowship. Uh, and that is, uh, that's obviously just the lady side of it. And then there is a Spanish and French Facebook group also for people who ladies who speak Spanish or French are welcome to be involved in those. And this year you said, you mentioned something, I think maybe before we started recording, but the, there, the difference in the summer reading challenge is instead of six chapters a day, it is four a day. And that will take you through the whole new Testament in the summer. Um, there's an extended plan for the people who were like, I've just finally, I've acclimated to six chapters a day and I don't want to lose it. <laughs> like, right. They're like, right. no, I don't want to back off. Um, 
so there's a four chapters a day and six chapters. The six chapters just means you'll read through a bunch of the epistles, I think, three times um, right. in the course of the summer. And then we have Saturday and Sunday off on um, all through the summer. We always take Sunday off, assuming that you are worshiping somewhere, uh, right. hearing God's Word preached. And then Saturdays through the summer, we're doing a uh, memorization or meditation like just a couple verses to reflect on or um, memorize or whatever every week. So those are, um, we have the, those designed on, you can print them as photos, you know, so you oh, can right. get yes. like your flashcards printed as photos, which is great. And so that is, um, it's a summer plan. And then we'll go back in the fall. We'll be back again to six chapters a day through the whole Bible. So if you do it, for both sections, it would mean twice through the New Testament um, and once through the Old Testament every year, plus the extra epistles, you know, I, blowing through those I love it. times. Your Me excitement too. is so contagious. I know. And it's so great. <laughs> no, it's really great. It I, is. It's that, you know what is funny is that I have God so very at work in it, but there are really funny, like a whole bunch of little narratives of things that have bothered me from time to time, like um, part of why I backed off blogging. You know, when I was talking about that to you, like I never want to be in a position of thinking I need to, I need to, you know, the people need me to right. encourage them. I'm the one. Yeah. I need to, I need to get out there because they're waiting for me. You know, like so many, and it's funny because I never, I never wanted that, but it is hard to not feel that if people are emailing you or messaging you things of desperation. Right. You know what I mean? It's hard to not start to think God is calling me, you know, right. <laughs> to meet this need. And uh, that had bothered me. It had bothered me to be speaking in front of a group of Christian women, like a large group of Christian women who are acting like they're incredibly needy. Like where I was like, what is going on here? Like, because how are we needy? You know, like, why are we thinking we're needy and not even seeing, you know, that, that, we have everything. Yeah. You know, like, yeah. like, why do we, what are we doing? Like, what's happening? And <laughs> so I felt like there were, there were all these narrative threads. And this is probably why I am so excited about it. It's because to me, it was a lot, it resolves a lot of kind of open issues in my mind that I kept, kept revisiting, you know, kind of like, okay, what about this? And what makes it so funny and elegant? It's like, yeah, what about guys? Like, groundbreaking, what about Christians reading the Bible? Yeah. Like, what, you're right. like oh, yeah, that's really innovative, isn't it? Like, <laughs> didn't we have such a fancy idea? <laughs> I love it that, of course, it would just be God's Word. You know, it's so right. clear and obvious and easy and funny that we didn't think of it before. But, right. but you know, that's well, why I am personally so excited about it. That's what we like to do, though. We like to make um, our neediness into this very complicated thing that needs everybody's attention. Right. Like, hey, everybody, stop for me. Come see how needy I am. Right. What's the answer when, like you said, we've well, been yeah. given a feast, you know? Yeah. And I mentioned already that the idea of feeling like you need to become a messy eater for the people who are under the table. But yeah. one other thing that's very common in women's ministry is for the for the leader to actually go get under the table, too, and cry with everyone. Right. Like, where you're like, what is happening here? Like, right. you know, like, why are you down here trying to comfort everyone and weeping with them 
when we could just say we're actually not all dying of starvation right now. Like, it's actually, we actually have food up there. <laughs> right. There's, there's a plan for this. Right. And I, I just don't, you think there's something so wrong when God's people are acting like our Father has not adequately, as I quoted that in Second Timothy, equipped us. Right. Like, we are thoroughly equipped yes. if we're in his word. Yes. And I think, well, yeah, well, let's do that. Like, <laughs> right. We're being thoroughly equipped. Right. Um, yes. <laughs> what do you choose? I mean, like, really, it's funny that you think, like, that, that choice of, like, would we like to be needy and failing and struggling, you know, or thoroughly equipped for all the good work we could be doing? It's funny how much the human heart would say, oh, I'd much rather be the needy one. Yes. Well, yeah, books called The Broken Way are going to sell better than a book called You're Thoroughly <laughs> Equipped. Right. <laughs> how about get your act together? Yeah. Right. <laughs> right. I, I want to. Ign- at the same time, I think, I think Christian women are really hungry for that because they've been feeling very um, underestimated yeah. for a long time. Yeah. Like, like you're just, you know, too bad. You're just broken. Right. Broken beyond all repair. Like it's just going to be hard forever. You yeah. know, like it's instead of just saying, you know, in Christ, we have it all. Right. Like there's just no reason to be starving ourselves. Amen, sister. Seriously. I am so encouraged. I want to I want to print out one of those Bible reading oh, yeah. marks right now. I was going to already do print, it. Take I was action. already going to print do them it. for us. Yes. Join in, ladies. You know, I and I'm as I tell everyone, like, yes, bring all your friends. Like, come on. Sometimes people will say like on Instagram, like, is anyone allowed to join this? <laughs> yeah. Yes. Yes. Anybody, everyone is allowed everyone. to <laughs> We would love everyone to do it. Yes. <laughs> So yes, and I do recommend trying it. Just try it with a paper bag Bible. Okay. Just see how much you like having something to shove in your purse, or or it just was like it for me. It was a different way of treating the Bible. There's like twenty. You know what I mean? Like, behind me, <laughs> not disrespectfully, obviously, but, right? But differently in that you were reading it like you were reading a book you were really excited about. Right. Yeah. I'm gonna not like I go to the shelf. And I have them, you know, like, yeah, yeah. It's just fun. That's all around the house. So, right. So, yeah. Well, thank you all for, for having me on here. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Talking so about my, my most excitable subject. Really, I, I right now. really couldn't tell you. I'm so tickled by it. Heather warned me that you were a bundle of excitement and you delivered. <laughs> and he warned you. I'm going to totally have to give her. <laughs> <laughs> you're so displaying your youngest childness right now <laughs> i know right so I, I totally laughed i told my husband when i had to, i talked about this crazy agenda and um i told him i was like i don't know i have this feeling like i'm like wanting to come in like giving this real patriotic speech for the ward no one knew we were in like, <laughs> yeah i'm right. like, like come on I'm like i know it's funny i just i know it i know it's happening and i still can't stop it so i just go with it we're we're with you we're we're with you we're behind you we're gonna encourage everyone to do it um i'm gonna see you in the facebook group and seriously i just joined it starting this (laughs) joy just joined it right now and i like oh good job i don't join facebook groups she doesn't that's saying a lot actually (laughs) what We'll do our best to not make this an unsavory experience. <laughs> I'm sure it won't be. It is 
It is. No, it's really a sweet group. And we do have a bunch. So I'm actually not sure how many moderators are in the group now. Um, I just added some yesterday. But all of the moderators are women who worship together weekly here, know each other. You know, like these are the people who who are doing it and doing it in the local community together. Right. And wanting to work together to encourage women everywhere else um, to do the same. So perfect. Yay. Yay. Welcome to the party. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you so much, Rachel. Seriously, we appreciate it. Thank you for starting this. And everybody go print out your reading plan. And when does it start again? Do it. When does the summer one start? Uh, the summer one starts June 4th. So we're on the last, the last full um, bit of the, like we have, I think it's on Friday is the last day of the, through the whole Bible. Okay. And then June 4th is when the New Testament one starts. Perfect. Well, we'll see you there. Yeah. <laughs> yes. June yeah. 4th. Thanks, guys. All right. We'll talk to you All later, right. Rachel. Thank you so much. All right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Well, so I think I know what everyone who just listened to that is doing. They're joining the Facebook group. Yes. And they're printing out the thing that you're supposed to print out. The plan. Summer and I already have. It's in our hands right now. Yeah. And it's so pretty. And I'm so excited. I know. And what an easy plan, too. Yes. Like, it's not difficult. And I really think it's going to be super encouraging. Right. And just all the all the things that Rachel just said. And I'm so infected by yeah. excitement. And just very encouraged. I really am. Um, I really am going to steal one of these paperbacks behind me. Oh, that's totally fine. Like, and do that because I think that'll be helpful. Like having one on the go. My Bible is so heavy. Right. I'm not carrying it around. Yeah. That's just not even a thing. Right. Anyway, that was awesome. Go buy her books also if you're looking for other reading material. Yeah. If you were really excited by that and you're you're looking for more things to be encouraged by right her, her books are so great I'm telling you her two books on motherhood changed my life is that dramatic it's not it's just true <laughs> go get them anyway you being dramatic never I... stop no not me <laughs> you guys okay well so um go to patreon yeah we want to keep doing interviews and keep being encouraging and maybe like um offering some conviction a little bit yeah for a a long time we We kind of just want to like keep doing this yes and so it doesn't take a lot of money to do this but it does take money to do this yes um and so we are asking that if you feel so inclined to go to Patreon and partner with us. Uh, we ask for $6 a month, but we also have some people to give one, and we're very grateful. Yes. Um, and those $1, that's been a lot. I've been saying that a lot lately. One, Weird. $1. Those $1 all contribute to making this happen. Yes. So uh, we need those $1. We need those $6, um, however much. And we have content. That is yes. just for people that subscribe on Patreon. Right. Um, so if you subscribe, then you get our Patreon only content mm-hmm. and you allow us to come back and do this every week. So we appreciate the people that partner with us. We want to keep doing Patreon only content for you. And yeah, you can find that at patreon.com slash theologians. 
That's it. That's it. We'll see you guys next week. See ya.